Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah Allahumma habib inayla al-iman wa zayyanhu fi qulubina wa karrih ilayna al-kufra wal-fusuka wal-isyan wa ja'alna min al-rashidin Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arham al-rahimin Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim qala Allah ta'ala innama an-najwa min ash-shaytan liyahzuna alladhina amanu wa laysa bidharihim shay'in illa bi'idhnillah we started this series we're in our fifth class uh sixth class of uh know thy enemy um and what we're learning is um we're learning to understand ourselves more because where we're weak at that is where we're most uh, easily taken advantage of by shaitan. So part of this class is about knowing your strength, knowing your weakness, knowing where shaitan can access you. Um, and we said last week, and we had to remind ourselves that what we're talking about is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, inna shaitan lakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. Like that this isn't a joke. Like this is, uh, this is, this is, this is serious. Uh, shaitan is your enemy. So the Quran says, make sure you treat him like your enemy. Um, and realizing what's at stake here. Um, I was talking to, about today's lesson with a good friend of mine uh, back in um, Maryland, alhamdulillah. Um, and uh, we were just talking about how, how serious this is. And I was telling him that since I started this series, I felt like shaitan on me has been like extra hard. Like extra hard. And I realized like it, the reason is because if we really take in what we're learning, and that's my dua. My dua is that everyone here is receptive to what we're learning. Like, allow your heart to take it in. Um, because truly, truly, if we take in what we learn from the Prophet um, we really, really give shaitan a hard time. And listen, shaitan is not in those places of fitna. Shaitan is in the masjids, in the places of good people. Because we're the people that he wants to pull off track. So, so please understand the importance of what we're saying. Um, and, and here's the thing. One of the things that I really want, that really touched me this week, is this verse from the Quran. And this isn't my topic, but just for five minutes, I want to go into this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Like these silent whispers that come to our hearts and our minds, they're from shaitan. Why? To make the believers sad. Like, shaitan loves nothing more than you to just be down. You just to be down. You just to be down. And I think it's very important for us to understand um, Allah, the, the deen of the Prophet ﷺ is, is there to lift us up and understand that Allah loves us, 
that Allah loves us so much and he wants us to reach our full potential. And our, our problem is that shaitan holds us back, our nafs holds us back, but what we need to realize is Allah wants us to reach our full potential. Um, one hadith that comes to mind regarding this, this like um, sadness that comes due to our battle with shaitan, a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he complained. He said, Ya Rasulullah, sometimes I get thoughts. I get thoughts that I would rather die than ever speak those thoughts. I'd rather die than say them. The Prophet ﷺ, he looked at this person and he said these words. He said, It's a beautiful dua. He said, All praise to Allah who only gave shaitan the ability to whisper. Meaning all he can do is talk junk. That's it. You got no game. On the court, you soft. You just talk. That's it. So, like, the point is that the Prophet ﷺ taught us this dua. Now, this is a dua that I think a lot of us, whenever we get those, like, crazy thoughts, and you're like, Astaghfirullah, Mikael, what are you doing? Right then at that point when you realize that that thought is from shaitan, and remember what we said, shaitan is different from the nafs. Shaitan comes with something crazy, weird, and it's quick, right? The nafs is just persistent, persistent. So remember this dua that the prophet taught. You could even remember, just say it in English because it's just as powerful. The moment that thought comes, the dua is alhamdulillah. Now this is crazy because you would think, this is crazy, you would think that once the thought came, what would the first thing you would think to say? A'udhu billah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. That's what we would say. Astaghfirullah, I'm so bad. La hawla la quwata illa billah. But the Prophet says, alhamdulillah. Perspective change. First thing, the thought comes, you're like, alhamdulillah. You can't do anything better than that. And the beautiful thing, I've mentioned this before, but I don't think we realize how powerful it is. If every time shaitan brings a thought to your mind, you say, alhamdulillah, my man has to come up with another plan. Because he's forcing you to remember Allah and his objective is to push you away from Allah. So every time that crazy thought comes, the first thing you go is alhamdulillah. All you could do is whisper. That's all you got. Alhamdulillah. So remember this dua. You don't need the Arabic. Just remember the words in your heart. Whenever those crazy thoughts come, um, you read this dua. And another reason we're smiling is this. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that this ummah in Allah tajawaza li ummati ma tahadat bihi nafsaha nafsuha ma lam takallama bi aw aw ya'mal bi The Prophet ﷺ says Allah has overlooked whatever we think about so long as we never speak about it or act on it Everything that comes to the mind now I want to pause here for a moment cuz some of y'all like a word <laughs> Whoa, I can like just like fantasize no uh-uh uh-uh, no, because, because one thing is the thought that shaitan brings to your mind without your wanting, and it comes. We're not accountable for that. A quick passing, fleeting thought, you're not accountable. But what we always say is that when you entertain the thought, when you entertain, and that's exactly what shaitan wants from you, for that thought to come and you actually sit there for a moment and entertain that. So the beauty of this dua is, the reason we're saying alhamdulillah is because I'm not even accountable. Alhamdulillah. I'm not accountable for that thing you just put in my mind as long as I keep letting it go. And so just, I just wanted to preface this, today's talk, with this idea that when these thoughts come to our mind and our heart,
that we have to learn how to fight them. And so the last thing I want to talk about before we get right into the next weakness where shaitan really attacks us, and it's a really important one today, is this. The Prophet ﷺ in a well-known hadith, he said, that one scholar of the religion, one sheikha, one sheikh, one ustad, one ustada, one person who, who learns their deen is more severe on shaitan than a thousand worshipers. And the scholars say the reason is the worshiper is just trying to protect themselves. But the scholar is involved with learning and teaching. And listen, here's the deal. You're not here just for worship. Like this is a halakha for us to learn. And when you learn lessons, you're able to, number one, implement that. The first reason you're here is for you. You know the airplane, they like, in a case of emergency, you know, secure first. Like, you're here in case of emergency, like, do your own spiritual CPR. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're here for. But guess what? There's a, there's a transitive uh, effect of what you're learning here. Because especially what I'm going to talk about today, this is stuff that we can share with our families. And, and not only that, when we learn this stuff, like, we can stop the fitna of shaitan in our families right at the door. And so... Ibadah is great. Standing up, praying, and tahajjah, and Quran, that is amazing. But here's what I want to say to people in this room. 99.9% of y'all live in Dallas. I don't know if you know, but Dallas has become a place where people around the country are like, oh my God, you're from Dallas. Like, that's the Medina of old days. So many people of scholars, and you go up there, you got Yasser this, you go there, you got Yasser that, you got Omar this, you got Omar that. You got... <laughs> like, like, you just... 20 minutes each direction, and you just like, oh my God, subhanAllah, I'm in great knowledge. Ustad the Fatima, Ustad the such and such. Like, subhanAllah, people of knowledge. So why am I saying that? Always stay in the circles of knowledge. Because here's the deal. When we're, when we're looking at the thoughts, we were talking in class two about thoughts from Allah or the angels and thoughts from shaitan. The primary way you're able to distinguish a thought from shaitan and a thought from like the nafs is you have to have knowledge of the deen and number two, you have to have a sound intellect. But the primary thing is you got to know the deen. If you don't study the deen, it is very hard for you to distinguish what's from shaitan and what's not. So my advice to everyone, and this is learning. I mean, that's why I'm here. I hope that's why you're here. We're here to learn. And the idea is to learn, be inspired, and take that knowledge in. But remember the hadith, that a scholar, a person learning the religion, studying the deen, is, is, is more feared by shaitan. That's why it was so hard to come here. <laughs> That's why all those hurdles for you to get here. Shaitan's like, ah, next week, catch it online, da 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 No, push through that and make sure you sit in these gatherings. Why? Because the knowledge we're learning is protecting us and our families from the effects of uh, shayateen. Okay, today, Imam Ghazali, he says, uh, the next door to your heart. Remember, let's, let's set this up. Imam Ghazali says, look, your heart is this castle. And... Shaitan is this, 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 uh, this person or this army that's trying to take over your castle. And he said that there are different access points or doors to get into that castle, your heart. And Shaitan just looks which one is the weakest one. Look which one is the weakest one. And so he's highlighting all those access points for me and you. We talked about anger. We talked about jealousy. We talked about uh, loving the appraise or attention of people. We talked about a number of different things. And guess what? Different ones might hit you differently, but that means that's a door you got to protect. Today, we're talking about the next door. Imam Ghazali, he says, 
that the next door of your heart that if shaitan finds open, he immediately jumps in that door. The next one is what's called su'uddan bin nasi or having false or bad assumptions about people. This is a big one and I really hope this resonates with you. So the Prophet said these words, alayhi salam, iyakum wuddan, fa'inna dhan akdab al-hadith. What is dhan first of all? Su'uddan. Su'uddan is when, in our terms, you're sus of everyone. Like everyone you meet, everyone you interact with, you read something bad about them. Anyone that you're interacting with, you're assuming something uh, bad. Now listen, the moment su'uddan creeps into our family or our workplace or wherever, the moment su'uddan creeps in, this family's already done. So we got to keep our families tight. Su'uddan can't be there. False or bad expectations or assumptions of people can't be there. The prophet in this hadith, he says, Iyakum, Iyakum wadhan. Watch out for false uh, assumptions of people. Listen to this. Because an assumption is the worst form of a lie. Listen, shaitan tries to lie to you about who people are and what they intend. I want you to write that down, memorize it. Shaitan lies to you about who people are and what they are intending. Zan is extremely dangerous. Um, because here's the deal. Why is it the akdab? The word kidab in Arabic means a lie. But when you say akdab, it means like the biggest lie, the worst lie. Here's the deal. Once you form an assumption, it becomes reality, yo. Once you form an assumption, it, and again, I want to say something. In week two or one, we said shaitan's biggest success is to break up a family, yo. What I'm talking about right now is one of the main devices he uses to break up our families. This thing right now. So listen closely to this one. Once you form an assumption, you forget that that's not the reality. And you begin to interact with that person as if that assumption is haqiqa, is reality. Is reality. Now, what's worse, so now, you know, subhanAllah, like, you know, husband is coming home late. And wifey's like, uh, why are you late? He's like, I had extra work. But she already got a conclusion in her head. She already got a conclusion. Your mom's like, where you go every Wednesday night? <laughs> where you go? You be putting that nice iteron cologne, you know what I mean? Where you be going every Wednesday night? And you're like, yo, I'm going to a halakha. She's like, yeah. But see, once that, <laughs> no, I'm just giving an example of how it creeps in. Because once, once the assumption is there, that becomes your reality. That's it. Once you form that opinion, it becomes reality. Now you actually interact with the person, not as if you were just like assuming something, as if that's the reality. And now here's what's worse. Last week we talked about uh, confirmation bias. When you, when you form that assumption, every single thing you see now actually becomes support data for your conclusion. Everything, he gets a text message, you're like, see, there it is. He goes to the other room to answer the text message, see, there it is. Like everything you see, and subhanAllah, you live, here, please hear these words, you live in your own reality. You, you actually make your own reality in your household, in your workplace. Every time two, two co-workers talking, you're like, see, I already knew they was plotting on me. 
But here, I don't think we understand what I mean by your own reality. This becomes true to you. And now whatever you see, you, 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 have, you get data. And, and subhanAllah, it's like, you know, conspiracy theories, they're, 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 you can't disprove them. That's the whole nature of a conspiracy theory. Like whatever data you bring, it just makes the conspiracy that more deep. Like, like you know, so same thing with this, uh, these false assumptions that we, fo- uh, we, we create. It's like the more information that comes in, if it's ambiguous, it just supports you. But if it's not, then it, it, if it's not, then it just makes the conspiracy that much deeper, right? So the point, the reason I want to bring this up is we said it breaks relationships. How does it break relationship? The Prophet said, you, you, you start interacting with people, not with a clean slate. You walk up to people already having assumptions. You're like, yo, shake me out. He don't answer replies on his text message. He's, uh, what's it called when you ignore someone? Like, He's ghosting me, yeah. He's ghosting me every time. And it says red too. <laughs> and it says red too. Right? It says red too. So he must not like me right there. Shaitan just planted that su'udan right there. You don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But right there, it's already planted. Now, we're going to talk about this, but I, I want to give an example though. One day, the Prophet Sallallahu was doing i'tikaf. I want you to see how powerful this is. The Prophet Sallallahu was doing i'tikaf. And Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says, I came to the masjid because the Prophet was doing i'tikaf in the masjid. I sat with my husband, the Prophet, and I talked to him while he was doing i'tikaf. Now, nighttime came, and it was time for us to leave. One saraftu. So I was getting ready to leave, and the Prophet is the, is the gentleman par excellence. So the Prophet's not going to be like, all right, peace, I'll see you. He's escorting her out. So she says, the Prophet Sallallahu got up. The Prophet begins to walk with me. As we're walking, the narration says, As we're walking out, Two people from the Ansar, two men, they walk past us. It's nighttime. Prophet Sallallahu is walking with a, with, with, with a hijabi, with, with a niqab on. Don't know who she is. So she's walking, they're walking, he's, they're two, those two guys are walking past. And what happens? Fasallama. They say salam. They're like, salamu alaikum. How y'all doing? And they kept walking. Then after a few steps, the Prophet stops. The prophet stops and he turns around and he's like, this is my way of doing like, hey, yo, like, yo, he said he got their attention. I don't know. Like he got their attention. Like, yo, this is my wife, Safiya bint Tahuyeh. Now, now they said immediately, they said, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, mana dhunnu bika illa khair. We only assume good about you. We only assume good. Shait, the, the Prophet goes, Inna shaitan yajri min, min adam majra dam. He's like, no. Shaitan is running through us, y'all. Y'all would have got home, and who knows what would have came up in your head. Right now, you would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, that must be his wife. But you would have got home, and shaitan's like, yo, who was that? I wonder. They walked really quick past us. You know, didn't you notice how they sped up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Maybe. 
So then he says, He says, I feared that shaitan will place something inside of you. And once that thought comes and you don't push it away, the relationship is, is really hard to mend. Can you imagine them trying to sit in a khutbah after they learned that or thought that? Now, here's the other thing. We're talking about assuming the best of people. We're talking about having good assumptions, and Shaitan loves to put that negative assumption. But check this. Notice the Prophet them stopped and was like, hold up. Let me clarify things. So this is beautiful. Imam Ghazali and others, they say, the Prophet Sallallahu was showing so much mercy upon them. Because had he not did that, they would have went through heck. They would have went through so much drama in their brains, in their head. So the Prophet actually saved them and stopped Shaitan. Shaitan's like, mm, I cannot make them think this now. But here's the other thing the scholars say. Rolling and going around really in shady things and, not, and expecting people to all have husnadhan. You feel me? So like the prophet is in a very interesting situation. You don't know who this woman is. I'm walking me and her. Okay, let me clarify. Because a lot of us, we would go out and just do anything and be like, oh, it's up to you to assume the best. And I'm like, well, hold up. No, no, no. I agree. That brother there has to check his nafs and have a clean heart and assume the best. But the prophet himself, he, he being the most pure person still was like, you know what? I want to help you help yourself. And I'm going to do that by clarifying this situation in front of you. He's like, this is my wife. There's nothing shady going on. I'm rolling with my wife. So I just want us to understand that, yes, it's our job to uh, make sure we avoid really like precarious situations so that people don't have to have those assumptions, right? But it's the other person's job to be like, you know what? That's his wife. I don't know why. Shaitan, a'udhu billah. No, that's, he was with his family. That's it. And fight that negative assumption, Right? So what it does teach us, though, what we do learn from this hadith, undoubtedly, is that the prophet was like, you're normal for that thought coming, but it's from shaitan, and you got to fight it as much as you can. So here's, here's, the, here's the, uh, the, the main thing to, to, to remember. Don't let shaitan lie to you about who people are, lest they become those people. Now, let me explain this. I'm going to say that again. Don't let shaitan lie to you about who people are, lest they become those people. What do I mean? I'm sure all of y'all have heard of the self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you walk into the, the masjid or work and, you know, you know, your coworker, Jessica, you know, you're like, yo, she don't like me, yo. She just don't like me, my beard, whatever. She don't like me, right? So now because you have that mentality, you begin to project. I'm just explaining this theory. You begin to project that. Now when she meets you and she's like, hey, Abdul, Right? <laughs> hey, Abdul. Right? And you in your head are projecting this she doesn't like me energy. And it, studies show she reads that negativity. She reads that. Ne Why I'm saying this is this. Look, you walk into your house like my mom don't like me. You walk in your home like my dad doesn't like me. You walk in the home like my daughter doesn't think I love her. You walk in the home like my, my, my wife doesn't love me. My husband doesn't love me. You thinking that's all here, Habibi, that's not here. That's projecting out. And the person you're interacting with, now what does the theory say? Tried and tested theory. The person on the other end actually starts to project that negativity. And you're like, see, told you she didn't like me. You feel me? 
That's why the Prophet said something deep. You want to hear something deep? The Prophet said, Al-Mu'minu Mir'atul Mu'min. The believer is the mirror of the next believer. We project off each other. And that's why I said, look, when you walk into the house, immediately once those su'udan, those negative assumptions start coming, you have to stop that in its tracks. You have to stop that in its tracks and realize that uh, this isn't real. This isn't real. And one of the, the lines I wanted all of us to think about is you got to ask yourself this. What is the story shaitan's telling you about people? Don't believe the story. Check your story about people. What's your story you have about me? What's the story you have about each other? What's the story you have about your brother? Check that story. Check, I'm not saying y'all got drama. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> I just see y'all two right there. Now, here's the deal. Hasid, jealousy, last week's door into the heart. Haqad, hated, hatred, just being a hater. And next, su'udhan. In reality, brothers and sisters, these are alamat. In reality, brothers and sisters, these are symptoms of a sick heart. And I don't mean that to make us feel like, uh, like horrible people. I, may, I say that so that we realize where it's coming from and that it's, it's not healthy. Listen to this. The scholars, they used to say, Al-munafiq yatlubul uyub. The munafiq searches out for your faults. The mu'min yatlubul ma'adhir. The mu'min searches out for excuses for you. Like your boy, someone who's your boy, like he, he's, he's looking out for you. He's trying to figure out, like, what's going on. He's not assuming the best. I'll give you an example. I want to make this practical. Is, look, I have a close friend, right? We'll be talking. And all of a sudden, something pops up. I'll be like, yo, I'll hit you back. Hang up. Won't talk for like three, four days. Pick up the phone. Yo, what's going on? Yeah, you good? Never do I have to say, like, oh, I had to hang up because da, 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 da. He's like, yo, bro, like, I know, I get it. What's up? Some of us, we have to walk on eggshells around every person because they're all up here in their head. Every action you do is going to become a story. Every action you do is going to become a whole suit of done. Oh, he hung up on me. Da, 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 da. He never wants to talk. Da, da, da. And now where are you at? So the, the point is, the point is we want to develop this heart, this heart that when we're interacting with people and that negative story comes up, we switch it off. We're like, nah, uh-uh. Let me assume the best. Let me assume the best. Now, listen to this. This disease can get really bad. The Prophet ﷺ in a hadith, he said, listen to this. Man qala halakan nas Whoever says everybody is messed up. And this is a pious man's disease, by the way, this part right here. This is a pious woman's disease. They walk into a masjid, they walk into a place, and they're like, all these people is messed up. All these people is off the deen. The Prophet ﷺ said, that's the, most, well, that's the most messed up person there is right there. Let me repeat the hadith. Man qala halakan nas ahlakuhum. The one who says people are done, they're messed up, they're all, they're all done. See, here's the deal. Now let's get real. That, that su'udan that you have is actually you projecting yourself onto other people. Let me give an example. Let me give an example. The Prophet ﷺ, he came when he was in Mecca. The Prophet ﷺ, he came and he was giving da'wah. You all know this. There were like three times when the kuffar of Mecca came up to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, Ya Muhammad, let's sit down. We want to talk to you. The Prophet's like, all right, cool. Of course I want to talk to you. And they would say this. It happened on three or four times. Ask our students of sirah. Or we do have a cedar intensive starting in a few days. Feel free to join. 
No, the Prophet on multiple occasions, they came up to him. They would sit the Prophet down. Now, this is a man who has watched Sumayya die for this message. This is a man who has watched Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an suffer for this message. This is a man who has watched the family of Jafar go through so much, right? Right? We know what he went through. They would sit him down and they would say, Oh, Muhammad, we want to talk to you. So, um, Muhammad, if, um, if through this message you want money, uh, we will gather all the money of Mecca and we're going to give it to you. And then they would say, and if you want to be the leader of this city, we will give that to you. If you want any woman to marry in this town, we will marry her to you. What you got to understand is they're projecting why they would do this. And the prophet's like, it's not about that. But, but they, see, there's a saying in Arabic is, uh, A person always compares people to how they are. So when everybody, looks, when everybody looks messed up, if everybody you're looking at is sus, I'm sorry, your heart is what's messed up, y'all. Because everywhere you look, something, somebody's, somebody's up to something shady. Somebody's up to something shady. It's not everybody else. It's you, Habibi. And you're projecting that onto everyone. And so, so remember this narration. Now, ask yourself, what glasses am I wearing? What assumptions am I making about people? Now, what are the effects of assumption? I told you nifaq or hypocrisy is, 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 is like where a lot of negative assumptions come from. Aisha radiallahu anha. We're going to go deep on this one. Aisha radiallahu anha. In the sixth year of hijrah, she went through something that no man or woman could imagine going through. They're traveling on a journey, and she's traveling with the Prophet And they're on their way back from this journey. There's hundreds of people traveling with the Muslims, okay? We're on our way back into the city. Aisha says, we settled down at one place for the night. Cool. Finally, the announcer calls, hey, y'all, it's time to go. They yell out really loud so like all these hundred people can get ready, put their stuff on the camels. We got to go. Aisha hears the call to go. She goes, oh, I got to use the restroom real quick. So she goes to the out, like away from everybody, you know, and she goes and relieves herself. She comes quickly back to the group. Everybody's still there. And she touches her chest and she realized I dropped my necklace. So she's like, I'm not leaving without my necklace, especially like, I, you know, my mom gave me, I was going to go back. So she goes back to where she relieved herself. She found her necklace. When she comes back, the caravan had all dipped. And now here, this young teenage girl is by herself in the middle of the desert. Like, I don't even know, right there. I'm done right there. She's by herself in the middle of the desert. So she's like, well, she's like, I, I know they'll miss me eventually. Because back in those days, like, the, the women would ride on this thing that they put on the back of the camel. And she was like, I was very light. So they picked it up thinking I was inside of it. So once they realize I'm not there, they'll come back for me. So she sits there on that spot, and she's so, this is crazy, it's like side note here. She's so calm, she falls asleep right there. Just laying, waiting, she just knocks out. I mean, te teenagers sleep a lot anyway, right? Yeah, just, not a day, right? So she falls asleep, mashallah. She wakes up to Safwan, radiallahu an. He was put in the back in order to walk behind the army to pick up whatever people dropped. 
hundreds, 200 people walking, people drop stuff. So the prophet assigned this one person to be in the back. Safwan, he's walking behind. He sees somebody like, Sufyan, Sufyan, not Safwan, Sufyan. Sufyan, he's walking and he sees someone laying down. And as he gets closer, he realizes it's a person. And when he gets close, he sees who it is. And he says his words, not mine. He goes, I knew who it was because I saw her before hijab. So I knew who she was. He sees her and he goes, inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'un. He yells out. He's like, oh my God, the prophet's wife. Like, what's going on? How is the prophet's wife just laying here in the middle of the desert? So long story short, he brings his camel. He doesn't even say a word to her. She says, he never said a word to me. Just out of adab. Just out of adab. Like, uh, like I'm not going to just be talking to you like that. It's not, I'm not going to be talking to the, the prophet's wife like that, just in the middle of the desert. Right? So she says, we arrive with the rest of the army. And right at that moment, I didn't know. She says, I don't know anything. But right at that moment, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulul is like, uh-oh. Look at those two coming. And right away, what did he say? Immediately, he's like, oh, you know what they was up to? Su'udan. Su'udan. Now, Aisha says, I don't know anything. I go home. She's like, I fell sick. I got sick. And here's, I want you to realize how dangerous and how powerful these bad assumptions are in the household. She's like, I didn't know anything going on. The only thing I noticed is that the prophet was a little different to me. A little. A little different to me. Then one day, I got better. She's like, I got better. One day, I'm going to relieve myself, and I'm walking with a lady named Ummi Mista. We're walking, we're walking, and she has a baya on, so she trips on the, on the skirt. She trips on it, and when she trips, she goes, Ta'isel Mista. May Mista be cursed. Mista's her own son. So Aisha's like, like, why are you cursing your own son? He was like at Badr, like he's a good guy. And she goes, you didn't hear? And she tells the whole story to her. She's like, I got sick right away. I got sick right away. I was done. And I go back home. Things go on. The Prophet is like, he's, he's like really worried what's going on. These rumors are spreading. Everybody is spreading, 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 spreading. Like this one bad assumption about a person. Spreading, 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 spreading. Finally, finally, the Prophet goes out and he said, can you people leave me alone regarding my family? I only know good from her. Leave me alone. But Aisha is like, What's going to happen to me? Many, many days later, the verses were revealed from Surah Nur. And these are the verses I want to share with you right now. Allah said about this, 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 these, these bad assumptions. He says, Why didn't the believers, when they heard this, why didn't they assume good from themselves? I love how Allah says, uh, like, not about somebody else. This is our family. Like, what I'm trying to tell you is if you are able to cut this door of bad assumptions, your family is good. Y'all is good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, why didn't the believers, when they heard this, hear this, think good. Think good about themselves. So the, the lesson here, the lesson here is that it's the munafiq of Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulul was the first to start this. And, and that's a sign that when you have evil in you, then you immediately start looking at 
Where can I find it, make a bad assumption? Where can I cause this, see some fitna that's not there? And um, yeah, the, the Prophet Sallallahu I mean, here's the deal. This thing escalates. This escalates. Hear me out. Su'uddan starts off with me and you. You start to have a bad assumption of me. And that's not, that's okay. That's bad. It will destroy our relationship. And it, it starts at home and it starts there. But here's the next thing. You know where it goes next? Su'uddan with the Prophet Sallallahu Why did he say those words? You know, there's a hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, wherever you hear from me, please take it in the best meaning. Whatever you hear from me, take it in the best meaning. You weren't sitting right next to me. You don't know the context. You don't know why. Take it in the best meaning. So number two level of su'uddan or having bad assumptions is we start to have that towards the Prophet. And you know how bad that is for your iman. But here is where it gets really serious. And this will be the final part of it. Su'uddan billah. Having a bad assumption about Allah. Everyone in this room needs to understand, and you need to say this in your heart, Allah loves me. I'm not, even, I'm not even pretending. You need to in your heart say right now, Allah loves me. Allah loves me. Allah wants good for me. Allah wants to bless me and give me good. All of those things you should be saying in your heart right now. How many of us, shaitan is telling you, yo, Allah don't love you. Look what you were doing the other day. Look what you were doing the other day. Look what you, Why are you trying to sit with all these pious people? You don't fit in. Uh-uh. The Prophet said in a beautiful hadith, he said, let none of you die except that you die. So listen, you don't know what you're, you're going to die. So you, you know what that means. Live your life every moment expecting good from Allah. The moment you wake up, the moment you go to sleep tonight, expecting good from Allah. The moment you wake up, expecting good from Allah. Change that assumption. Shaytan loves to make us think negative about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and I'm not trying to just create some prosperity or just positivity message here. But Shaytan loves for us to have a negative understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's go back over this. The next door that Shaytan uses to destroy our families and relationship is bad assumptions. The Prophet said it's the worst type of lie. Because once you formulate it, it becomes your reality. That becomes what's true to you. And now any information you get, you now process it through that confirmation bias. Yep, yep, told you so, told you so, told you so. And the Prophet said, It's the worst type of lie. Now that becomes your new reality. Now what goes further is, here's the deal. The Prophet said, if the heart is clean, you fight that negative assumption. You ask yourself this question. Be, this is real. Ask yourself. Next time you have that negative assumption, you ask yourself, yo, what story am I telling me about this person? Let me switch the story. So practical lesson, you walking in the house, you're like, yo, wifey's upset with me today. Switch it up right before you walk in. Yo, wifey loves me, yo. You walk in, you're like, yo. And you project that. And she's like, yo. But if you walk in like, salam alaikum, she's like, well, salam. No, for real. I'm so, so please... I, I, I think we don't understand the power of just switching your thinking about a person. And the, the, the line, the one thing I said today that I really want to resonate with you. Be careful the lies that shaitan tells you about a person, lest they become that person. How many of us are bringing the worst out of people because of our negative expectations or assumptions about them? Now, I asked, I asked some of my colleagues, I was like, yo, but what about... 
The prophet said, don't fall in the same hole twice. And many of my colleagues, they were like, nah, that ain't an assumption. That's, I got data, yo. I got data you're abusive, man. You know what I mean? I got data you, you like, this is it. I got receipts. This ain't assumption no more. This is real. At that point, you got to guard yourself. At that point, you got to guard yourself. But before that point, the lesson of today and what Imam Ghazali is telling you is shaitan will try to get into your heart by making you have negative ex ex uh, assumptions about the people you interact with. So our job from this moment on with the people that we interact with, with our family, with our mother, with our brother, with everyone, is to build positive expectations and assumptions about them, about their love for us. A lot of y'all and me included, we feel that there's no way you could truly love me the way you say you love me because we've never been loved. But see, you're projecting. That's not reality. That's, not, that's your insecurity. I'm sorry to take this home on it, many of us, but I'm going to keep it real. The reason why you can't believe the story that that person says they love you is because you don't feel worthy of being loved. So that person says they love you and you go, now you can't. And now you become more sus of them. See? See? Nah. What story are you telling yourself? If the story is negative, hit the brakes. Remember this lesson and say, this is from Shaitan. Remember the positive. Give yourself a positive story about that person. Oh, Sheikh Mikael, what about the person that actually did something? Oh, that's different. You got data, yo. That person did a wrong thing. There's no assumption there. That's just factual. Everyone else. Good message. If I don't respond to your text, just be like, yo, he's busy. Even if it says red, yo, just be like, yo. Maybe his kid had his phone and they read it. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised how many times that happens. But to you, I'm just ghosting you, as you say. Positive assumptions about everybody you interact with. Then we have positive assumptions and hope and expectation from Allah. Everyone in this room, the main thing you got to realize is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Allah wants good from you. And even if you don't feel you deserve the love, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you more than you can imagine. Any moment you feel you don't deserve someone's love or Allah's love, that's from shaitan. The last thing I'm going to say and we're done. The most successful thing shaitan can do is make a believer not realize how valuable they are. You are valuable and priceless in the sight of God. So protect your heart from shaitan. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to take these messages in. May Allah allow us to assume good about people. May Allah allow us to, you know, listen, hold up. Sorry, sorry. I, you know, I do this. I only do it. Sorry. The Prophet, he used to say, and I, actually I had some notes on this, so I ain't even actually just going on a tangent. The Prophet used to say to people, don't tell me negativity about nobody. I want to come out the house with a clean heart. Some people like to like, like share that stuff, man. All right, if you got issues in your heart, yo, Habibi, keep it in, man. Because I want to interact with people with a clean heart, man. And that's what he said, the prophet. People used to come to the prophet and just like spill the, you know, the tea and share all the information. But he would say, please stop. I want to come out with a clean heart. No prior expectations, good expectations from people. So may Allah make us those people who when we interact with people, if you find yourself having a negative expectation, you, you question it, you, you challenge it. You make excuses, right? Nah, that's not what's up. I can make a good excuse for this person. Here's the deal. When you love, you ever see somebody's own child acting up and they just sitting there like, ah, oh, you know, and you just kind of like, 
Because in their mind, they made excuses. Oh, Ahmed is just, you know, he didn't get his nap today. You're like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> but, but the love, when there's love, you make excuses. When there's love, you make excuses. But when you got hatred, then everything is a flaw. Everything is a red flag. Everything is a problem. So may Allah give us hearts of love that we look around at the believers and we only expect good from them. We tell ourselves good stories about people. Why? Because when we interact with them with that story, we can actually help them reach that reality. We can help them reach that reality. If I walk and interact with you like you're a loser, like you're nothing, maybe I'm the one holding you down. But if I walk up to you, I've told myself a story that this person will be a successful, believing mu'min that does amazing things, and I project that onto you, and you believe that energy and you reach that height, what does Allah have for me in store for the good I just did for you? So create good stories about the people around you, help them reach their true potential, and don't help shaitan keep another believer down. May Allah accept. Amen.